Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, car fans, welcome to Driven Radio Show, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield, here with my engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Grove. Two for one. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios. Our special guests this week are Gary and Muffy Bennett, pillars of the collector car auction world. And that's because I said so. Absolutely. Uh, Gary is a former architectural firm owner, Highline Auto Dealership owner, a collector car auction company owner, president of Lister North America, president, God damn, is there anything he hasn't done? President of the Sooner section of the Mercedes-Benz Club and a winning race car driver. He even designed his own V8-engined motorcycle. Gary spent 17 years with Barrett Jackson, spearheading the company's growth, earnings, public attendance, and charitable involvement and business sponsorship with Chrysler, Ford, and GM. But the smartest thing he ever did was marrying Muffy. (laughs) Muffy is a a true gearhead. She matched her prom dress with the 59 Thunderbird she took to the dance. She spent 17 years as a paralegal in the business and entertainment law section. She owned her own collector car dealership, set up the retail dealership division of Barrett-Jackson. Muffy is an avid motorcyclist, and one of my Harleys rests in her collection in her dining room. She's a target shooter, has a racing license, and she's she's got a really wicked sense of humor. Muffy and Gary, welcome back to Driven Radio Show. Yay! We are thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank We're you. thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm so happy to have you back. You two have a new venture on which you've been working. Uh, can you tell us what you've been up to? When and where will it take place? And is this more than just a single event? Tell us what's going on. We have joined uh, former Barrett Jackson uh, lead auctioneer Spanky Asseter and his wife, Amy, in their new venture, Freedom Collector Car Auctions. And our next event is coming up at the Choctaw Resort and Casino in Durante, Oklahoma, on October 1st. And that being said, if I may interrupt, Durant, Oklahoma is halfway between Tulsa, Oklahoma City, and Dallas, Texas. I used to drive from Tulsa on the way to Dallas to Durant when it was nothing but a convenience store. And now, <laughs> I'm serious. And when Spanky said, I want to do a sale at the Choctaw Casino in Durant, I thought he'd really lost his mind. Because <laughs> I'm not kidding. All I remember is those trips through there, just all we were doing was trying to get to Dallas. But what it is, is it's an, an amazing facility with two tower hotels, and it's my understanding from talking to them, they have more slot machines on their floor than any other casino in North America. Sold. And, wow. And first, it, it reminds me, Brett, do you, did you ever go to Mohegan Sun when we were doing that sale? No, did I haven't been that? there. haven't had the pleasure. First, first rate place. I mean, it, 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 it's just amazing. I am thrilled about it. And I think uh, – they partnered with us and done a lot of marketing on their own, and I think this is going to turn out to be an exceptional sale. I really do. Yeah, no, I have to agree. We have some amazing consignments, and they're proving to be wonderful partners. Um, they've really helped us market this uh, particular event. Um, they've maximized uh, the marketing on it, in fact. And uh, it, it won't be a one-time thing. I think it's going to be probably at least once a year, if not twice a year. We'll have to see 
and we're going to try to grow it into a two or three day sale over time and and they're all for that but then they're sold out for the weekend that we're going to be there i mean people have already booked up and you're going to be there and it's going to be great i so know i i looked trying to get a room a couple of days ago <laughs> and uh if i remember correctly the website said you're sleeping in your car son <laughs> um, Sorry. If you, need, if you need help, let me know. We we, we do have some influence, okay? He knows people. Yes, I do. Well, before and we certainly do anything to help you, that's for sure. Before, before we get into all the cool stuff that's going on during the auction, there's a couple other things that are going going on in addition to. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Bennett Automotive Specialist has uh, really kicked it up a notch in this past uh, couple of years. We've been really, really busy in that regard, buying and selling on behalf of individuals, liquidating collections. Uh, we sent a, a bunch of cars out to uh, Henderson Auctions not long ago, uh, all of which were no reserve. Uh, Gary's been flying around the country doing an awful lot of appraisals. Mm -hmm. Kind of sort of forgot what he looked like for a while there. It's really sad because we, there's so many people, there's so many great collections out there. We all know this in the automotive world. And you see these guys that are passing away and leaving their families, these incredible car collections and sadly they don't share his passion or didn't share his passion with the cars and all they want to do typically is turn them into money and that's it's it's heartbreaking to see that but at the same time our role is to try to help them liquidate those assets and maximize their potential and we're working through estate attorneys and that kind of thing reaching out to us to have us help them and uh, it, it's many ways it's gratifying because you are providing some assistance to someone that needs it on the other hand, it's just sad to see these collections finally getting broken up and just scattered to the wind. I've seen several of these at different auctions. Uh, one that was at Bonhams in Monterey last year comes to mind. And it's not only do they not share their passion, but they don't have their knowledge. And mm -hmm. you see a lot of these collections come to sale that are in various stages of completion uh, not quite done, still need to have a few things done, could have been 100% better if somebody would have spent 10 hours and a little bit of knowledge on them. And I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. But what I meant when I said what else is going on in, inside the auction, I'm trying to weasel my way into the pre-auction party <laughs> that you're having and the races that are going on uh, beforehand. Oh, no. Tell us a little bit about those. Oh, the valve cover races. Yes. Oh, you the valve cover, though. You, you got to come. You can't borrow a race valve cover. You got to make your own. <laughs> yeah, then we're going to have valve cover races. We're going to have a car show at the same time. Um, well, a lot well, of stuff. I mean, a lot. Your kids just love the valve cover races, and so do us grown ups. Well, we've got a we got a couple of folks that are on the auction team. They're building valve cover cars to participate, and hopefully, I've know. never heard of such a thing. You well, guys ever heard of something no, like this? No. Tell me what a valve cover race is. What's a valve cover car? It, it's it, it, you get a valve cover. There are three different categories, and they're and they're done by weight. And and you, all you, of course, the heavier they are, the faster they are. And it's very much like a Honeywood Derby thing, where you've got a, a little racetrack, and everybody's got a similar car, mm -hmm. and you set it up there, and you've got a thing that holds it up and move it, and it's gone, right? And uh, I think they go from seven pounds to an open class that's above fifteen. And of course, the key to that is weight position. And people are, people, we know, I know one guy who's built one who's gone down about the rest, best skateboard money could buy just <laughs> for wheels. 
Does he know you can buy the wheels yeah. separate? And, and you know what the prize is? I think I think it's a trophy about this tall. I, I, I'm going to be an observer. I'm not going to be a participant. But there's a bunch of people that think this is going to be the coolest thing since a pocket on a shirt. I'm going to wait and see. I'll bring my pom poms. But it sounds like fun. I hope you're going to come. Will you? Oh, please? I have to now. I got some valve covers laying around from an old 409. I'm wondering how a set of W heads would work. Those are those are really good valve covers, but you got to add weight to them. You got to be sure you get, and you got to put it in the right spot to not pre. Anyway, this is the architect coming in. Yeah, yeah, you just got to <laughs> engineer this thing, and and then some of them. I've got there's one that I've seen, and it's a it's an aluminum valve cover, fin valve cover. It looks like it might have been an Edelbrock or something similar. And and it's got flames painted on the side. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to bring a rat rod valve cover in, just a, a greasy old POS, and just going to want to slide it down that track, and we'll have to have guys go like the NASCAR race, pick up all the oil after it goes down. I'm absolutely showing up for this. I'm also, like I said, I'm trying to weasel my way into the pre-sale party. Done. You're in, <laughs> and that's part of the pre-sale party. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do some uh, valve cover earrings. Uh, you can. That'd be awesome. That'd gonna be, be a little, cool. gonna be a little heavy, sweetheart. Probably, but give me I some like time. That idea. I, I might think of something. <laughs> I think women car lovers would buy valve cover. I earrings. know, right? <laughs> I think yeah. you're onto something, and I can figure this out. I'll Yay. help you with it. So, back to the auction. How many lots will be on hand? How many are without reserve? And uh, I know, I, I think you've got some collections that are, that are coming on. We, we do. We've got, I'm, right now, our target was 100 cars. Right now, we're at 125 to 150, which is a, a great thing. They're still coming in. And they're still coming in. And one thing about the auction world that never changes, there's always those last-minute people that just procrastinate to the last second. And we're dealing with those. Having said that, out of, the, out of those cars, I'm guessing 30-plus of those cars are no reserve. Oh, and, good. And that's a real nice percentage. What's really cool about these, though, there's a 57 Corvette, 270 horse, 24 car, our numbers matching, no reserve there. It's beautifully restored. It's an older restoration, but it's just a gorgeous car. There's a 70 Oldsmobile Ram Air 2, 442, mm-hmm. uh, frame-off restoration. With They put the original interior in it because it was so nice. They put it back original, but it's been on a rotisserie. You can tell the whole car is perfect. No reserve. And uh, we've got uh, a collection of GTOs. We've got a 69 Judge Convertible Ooh. Ram Air. We've got a 70 Judge Ram Air, a 71 Judge Ram Air, and a 72 Judge Ram Air, no reserve. Got a 54 Corvette, no reserve. Uh, I, I, it, I can't remember all of them. Yeah. But, but what's really cool is traditionally in a sale like where you've got reserves and no reserves, the no reserve cars tend to be more inexpensive and not that nice. Mm-hmm. And these cars are spectacular. Oh, we, we got, we got, we got a, we got a, oh yeah, I got a 60, 66 Mustang GT convertible that is a perfect car, been looked at by MCA. It's a, really a, a GT. Everything about it's right down to the air pump on the, on the emissions. We got I mean, the 30 hot rod too. 
Yeah, and it, I mean, the list goes on. And, and we got a 70 Chevelle resto mod that yeah. is absolutely spectacular. Is that an LS2 or an LS3? Uh, it's an LS2. Anyway, it is no reserve. Beautiful. And it's spectacular. It, you, know, it's really you know we're about to buy a house with a much larger <laughs> garage, right? We can relate to that. We're garage. We have garage at this full. And we also have an awful lot of automobilia selling in oh, yeah. there for your garage, Brett. Oh, real, cool. Tell me. The real real <laughs> yes, pumps. stuff. Uh, but there may be a few reproduction sprinkled in there but the majority of it is 100 percent authentic and it's very cool 120 lots i think and oh my. Uh, there's more but we just couldn't fit it in especially as the car count grew so we're struggling with all that it's you, a good problem i went online and that uh, 70 uh chevelle you were talking about the resto mod that thing's got yeah. a ls2 in it with a Tremec five-speed manual, Stop it. I'm, yeah. I'm a little tingly. <laughs> awesome. Oh, boy, I've driven the thing. It's a beast. Yeah, it is. Like it's it. a cool piece. I yeah. want that 50 yeah. Merc, that yellow 1950 oh, Mercury two-door. Of course you do, you weirdo. No reserve, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, don't pick on them. There's a butt for every seat, and you know this. <laughs> right. yeah, I've often been called a butt. <laughs> <laughs> but not him. <laughs> I put mine in a lot of seats, too. Uh, <laughs> Since we're near the Red River and we're half in Oklahoma and half in Texas, so to speak, we have lots of pickup trucks, as you can probably imagine. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a Lamborghini Diablo. Oh, we do. Yeah. Oh, I saw it, that car. Right? Yeah, it's, it's not, not no reserve. It, no, it's not. But we do have some pickup trucks that are no reserve. Yeah, we have. Some, we got a really cute. But, is it a '53 pickup? The red yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a. Yeah. It's a one time three. You're killing me, Smalls. I sold half my collection this summer. I sold some of it to you. <laughs> so that you could make room for more. Yeah, I'm, moving, time to get I'm moving into a new house with a five car garage on it for the love of God. Do what we did. Put lifts in. Stack them up. Stack yeah, them up. It, it has 12 foot ceilings. So yes. That's our boy. We're yeah, doing <laughs> Done. We'll be doing some lifts. Thank you very you much. still bump your head. <laughs> we don't care about the rest of the house as long uh, as it has a big garage. Yeah, I really didn't. I really didn't. Here's the great thing about the new house. Uh, four bedrooms and only one of them will have a bed in it. So. Oh, you think the way that we think. I'd like a two-bedroom, two-bathroom, five-car garage. one-bedroom, ten-car garage house. And a slip and slide. Yeah. <laughs> Queen-size mattress fits in the pickup truck bed. There you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so, I'd Airbnb out the pickup with a mattress. <laughs> 2003 Ford F-150, short bed, sleeps four. <laughs> what? Well, sleep, sleeps five if you put that mattress in the back. Yeah. might not be so bad. So, in looking at the website for the auction, it looks like your fees are a lot lower than most auto auto auctions out there. Would you like to talk about that a bit? Yeah, I, I, that was Spanky's idea. This whole thing is, is Spanky's baby. Well, that's a good and idea. It is. And one of the things we're trying to do, and, and, and I've said this all along, I think as these auction companies grow, and I'm not picking on anybody, they begin to lose focus on the core business and that is selling the cars and dealing with the consigners because if you don't have consigners you can't have an event so it's really all about selling the cars maximizing their potential and making sure your consigner feels like he's been taken care of customer service is all we have to 
offer to anybody. That's true of any business, in my opinion. And our focus is on that. Customer service, consigners, the bidders take care of themselves, with all due respect. They, most consigners are bidders. If, they, if they've got a car they want to sell, they bought it sometime, they'll probably buy another one, especially if they sell it. And I, and I think our focus, no, I think, I know our focus is on the consigner side of the equation to make sure they have a good experience because what do you really want? You want them to come back. You want to bring another car. And, of course, that's driven by results. And it's one of the things that Spanky has always done. Spanky's probably been the guy that's delivered more results than anybody I've ever seen in the auction world. No, agreed. You know, he if there's he'll get the he'll he really can get blood out of a turnip. So <laughs> having lower fees is a great idea. And I think that's probably why you were shooting for a hundred and you wound up with a hundred and a half and they're still coming in. Uh so that works perfectly. Tell us, uh, aside from what you've already mentioned, and, and Mark's over there, he's sitting in his own sauce. <laughs> aside from what you've already mentioned, what is the other cool stuff crossing the block? Uh, do you have any favorites? What would you want in your own garage? You can't stick anything else in your garage, but if you could. <laughs> Peggy Sue. I Go really ahead. like Peggy Sue. Yeah, yeah, Peggy Sue's a cool piece. And and uh, the fact that she owned that car and was in her name and she is who she is with Buddy Holly and it's, it's, the relationship okay, it, and all that. It's an explain the backstory. What what are you talking about with Peggy Sue? What is it? Well, Peg, we have a '58 Impala that was restored by a guy named Bill Clements, and um, he made a claim that was not verifiable about it about its original history. And that being said, the car, when he passed away, ended up belong, going to Peggy Sue. She bought it, some little family. I'm not sure how that all took place. And this would be Peggy Sue as in the Peggy the Sue. The Peggy Sue the song, the song was is about. about ah. Peggy Sue Guerin. That's yep. right. And and her fam- she, when she passed away, her family decided they wanted to sell the car. We have it. And it's going to be sold at no reserve. And it's it's got she she was smart enough she signed both fender skirts, it's it's one of those what's it, what's it, that color that pinkish uh, coral, yeah that's it bingo that's yep. it and yeah. white and uh, it's got dual, it's it's pretty much a base car it's a two eighty three with dual antennas and fender skirts and it, it but it's a re- the fact the history and she's had the car for gosh I'm guessing the first time I saw it was about. 14 years ago, and she's had it since I saw it, whenever Bill Clements finished restoring it. You had me at Impala. Yeah, <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's it beautiful. But it's cool, and we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of Peggy, C, Peggy Sue memorabilia that the family's selling as well. Very really cool. Nice. And there's a book that goes with it that's got a lot of historical stuff in it that she did when the car was restored. It, it's it's just going to be really cool, Brad. I'm, I'm so that's my favorite. What's your favorite? You know, I I, I don't know to be honest. I've I've looked at all the cars and on the website. There's I can't help myself when it comes to mid years. Mm-hmm. And, and yet there's one car in the sale, and sadly it's not no reserve, but it's a '69 427 435 horse black black Ooh. and blue. Yeah. Who wouldn't like that? Oxy. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Not never. What's yeah. this mid-year? What's this mid-year you're talking about? I don't uh-huh. think Brett knows. Can you it, fill him in on what that is? Stop it. 
<laughs> Mark, it's a C3, and it's a really cool C3. And, uh, that's and the convertible? Yeah, it's a convertible. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Let's it see. Uh, convertible third-gen vet, 427, 435. I think the password is Calflex. <laughs> it's cool. And, and I, I, just, I just think it's wonderful. It's out of a collection of cars uh, that belongs to a lady out of... Denison, Texas. And her, it, it and actually belonged to her. It belonged to her husband. You're looking he, at that now, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> I can tell. I watched the expression on your face change. <laughs> the four-speed manual, posi track rear. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah, four twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Oh What's baby, that? yeah, no ponies oh. there. I could get silly <laughs> real fast. <laughs> His gums are sweating. <laughs> nice, good choice. Her husband had a really nice collection of Corvettes, and this is one of those cars. And um, we got some nice, delayed, really nice stuff. Too. She's got a 41 Woody that's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, she's got two yellow jacket boats. Remember those boats? Yes. Those are selling reserve. They're from the 50s. They're no reserve. And, and they're the I, cutest I, things. I don't want one. I think they're really cool. I they're, do. they're wooden boats. <laughs> um, and they're really nice. They're well done. They're completely restored. But a 50 Cadillac. She's got She's got a 50 Ron Cadillac. Ron Best had a 50, black 50s black, Cadillac red interior convertible. And you still have more stuff coming in. Oh, yeah. We do. Yeah. We do. I actually have about 10 more I have to enter tonight. Yeah, and then they'll come oh, wow. in. I, this is what, what – doing this with Spanky reminds me of the way the auction business used to be in the late 70s and the early 80s. Nobody did anything early. There weren't any catalogs. There weren't any photo deadlines. You just, if you, you traditionally, I think everybody's trying to sell their car before they went to the auction. They, they thought they could do it themselves. It didn't work. So finally, they just say, and we had this happen in Palm Beach one year. Um, just go down there with a credit card in your hand, your title and the car keys, and it's in the parking lot. I want to come sign my car. The sale's two days away. Here it is. And that's just it. Now, marketing time, zero. You know, it, it, it's surprising how well stuff like that does. I mean, it's yeah. just... Yeah. You know, one of the things that's alive and well, and I know you both get this, and Muffy especially, spontaneity in our world. As guys, I've gone to sales just to buy a particular car. I've seen it, promoted, advertised, fallen in love, get there, and on the way to see it, fell in love with something else. And that's what I ended up taking home. See, it's, it's not great, just great, me. Great he does this, no, too. I, I know. He does this. He's what we call an enabler, honey. Yeah, well, that's because I only plan about 10 minutes ahead on anything we do. We'll figure it out when we get there. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, you're a planner. You're a planner. Oh, I just, but she's, she's worse than I am. She falls in love. She's I'm terrible. She, she is terrible. She My heart is a timeshare. It is. Like 10 times down one aisle. I'd like to have that. I'd like to have this. I'd like to have that. That's what I'm I love here. about you, Muffy. <laughs> oh, well, we need to win the lottery for us to satisfy scratch that is. Let me tell you. I, 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 I'm with you. We should all four go in together. And when you win, I want to come live with you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Lottery, you I'll bring that. you with me. Hey. <laughs> so, have you two found any time to go ride yet? Have you enjoyed that uh, that poor black and white bike I sent to you? I have not yet, and the reason being is the weather has just broken, and now I'm winding up for an auction. So as soon as we get home, it'll be cool. I'll It'll send you a video of me hauling butt down the road. Oh, please do. Ass. You'll be lucky if I don't <laughs> pop up in your backyard. 
Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I've got a bike for you to ride if you want. Brett, she, she's got a, one of those copper antique plates that Arizona gives us. Something's over 25 years old. Oh, cool. Perfect. Yeah. One of those for it. And I uh, also bought the Bob Drawn license plate frame. Now, Bob Drawn was like the SoCal uh, Harley dealer. out of there. In this, I'm sorry, out of this step. Down the Bay Area, 70s and 80s, and I think he retired sometime in the 90s or yeah, something. He's a big car, big car dealer. Yeah, so I, I put a one of those period correct frames on it. And Gary's got one on his old school Harley as well, so we're gonna a little a little match. Yeah, we match. Awesome. <laughs> very very cool. I'm thrilled to hear it. <laughs> All righty, last time we had you both on the show, we asked you what the dumbest thing was you'd ever done done in a car. This time, I'd like to know, what's the dumbest thing you've ever seen happen at a car auction? In 2004, we had our first no reserve sale. It was in Scottsdale, Arizona. Everything, we were 100% no reserve. That's a big deal. That being said, we we also let, and still do, that, that I should back up. Barry Jackson used to let owners drive their cars across the board. Oh, no. And they still will let them drive them up, but they I, won't let them drive them off because of what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. There, there was a 44 or a Willis or some really cool hot rod. This guy brought up, brought it up, got out of the car, Spanky sold it, brought decent money, but it didn't bring enough for him. He got back in the car, going to drive it off, drove it off, drove out the tent, crashed the gates. <gasps> the police finally stopped him in the parking lot out at Westwood. And he fist fight with with the police officers because he it wasn't enough money. He wasn't gonna sell his cars. He just took it home. Oh God! Thing I've ever seen. That that encouraged us to really realize after we sell the car, we're gonna let our drivers drive it off the stage, (laughs) not the owners. So smart. But that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I've seen people get hurt. Okay, my turn. Yeah, Muffy's next. (laughs) Let's talk about getting hurt. So, (laughs) oh no. there was an individual who decided that it would be a good idea to ride his old school Harley up on the auction block. And I think we're, yeah, we were, we were broadcasting live on the speed channel at the time. And I was up on the auction block and I think I had stolen one of your diet coats and I was walking back down and this individual thought he would be um, a little showy and didn't realize it was in gear and wound the throttle back and popped the clutch and inadvertently launched the motorcycle across the stage into the curtain, but not before falling down on him and dragging him by his pant leg all the way across (laughs) the stage. And because they didn't have a driver there at the time who could turn the motorcycle off, for some reason, the throttle was somewhat stuck open. The bike was still on. It's because the handlebar was down on the throttle side. Yeah, so I, yeah. I walked oh, over, and I went, God. and I knew this guy, and he, God love him. I know what he was trying to, you know, and, and you can't blame him for that. But I looked at him, and I, I set down my Diet Coke. I switched off the, the, uh, the ignition, and I said, I hope to God. We're at commercial right now. (laughs) 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 He got up, it ripped his jeans, it burned his leg. I mean, we've all all experienced this. It's one of those guys that it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. (laughs) You know, he's one of those guys. I wasn't going to go there, bro. They kind of earned it and deserved it at the end of the day. And Mm. so we were all smiling. Yeah. We sold it and it did fine. Yeah, it and did the end of the day, it, and it he went home and changed his pants because he had a back. big old mark. <laughs> and I think it was, uh, was it 2006 
we were in Scottsdale, and uh, I'd been looking at a red 66 Corvette ragtop big block car with a black interior. I know you're shocked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were there with Dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, well, what do you think this will go for? And I told him what I thought it would go for. And I went up on stage, and I was playing around, and I started bidding on it. And I bid it up to ninety grand, and it stalled. And it stayed there for what seemed like three eons. It was probably about forty-five seconds or a minute, but it stalled at ninety grand, and it wasn't going anywhere. And I'm standing there thinking, "Oh crap! I just bought this car." And finally, the other guy said a hundred grand, and it went right then. And oh, wow. I walked down into, and my my dad and Rhonda were sitting in the bidder's pit, and I'm. I could feel that I had changed color. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And my old man looks at me and he says, did you really like that car? And I said, yeah. And he said, that's good because it was going to be yo's. <laughs> Meaning money was going to come out of our business partnership to pay for my new Corvette. <laughs> oh, I've, I've never, sw- never sweat so hard so fast. <laughs> I did that when I bought that pink AMX. Um, as soon as the hammer slammed down, it was only fifteen grand, and I think out the door, if memory serves. But when the hammer slammed down, I started to panic, and I thought, "What did I do? What did I just do? What did I just do?" <laughs> We've all so, done that. But I cleaned it up, and I, I, it, this particular car, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. This particular car was a tribute to the uh, Playboy Bunny Playmate of oh, the okay. Year. Yeah, and they give them a pink javelin or car or whatever. Yeah, Pantera. Whatever. Yeah. As they should. As the, sure. And uh, this is a tribute to her particular car, except it had a few really tasteful upgrades, side pipes and stuff like that. So I went out and I hired a girl from the Playboy Bunny Club in Las Vegas. And I, and I, we were in Vegas. I did it. Yeah. So. We were, yeah. I'll, I'll get there. And, and, and I did a shadow box and I had like a, the, a, a picture of her sitting on the car dressed. And I had a couple of bunny ears and some stuff I bought off of eBay. Tail. Yeah, I had a bunny tail and some, some like memorabilia, Playboy, Playboy Playmate memorabilia I put in the shadow box. And this girl, I stuffed her in a cute little suit from uh, the Playboy Club that looked like it was part of the Playboy Club. And uh, she stood there all day long and I sold the car for what? 35? Yeah, be there? careful. The IRS listens to this. <laughs> allegedly. A whole lot of money. The, allegedly. Yeah, the allegedly. What you look for is allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my problem was I wasn't paying attention. This was early afternoon on a Friday, and I thought that car was going to go for a buck and a quarter, and it would have on Saturday afternoon or evening. And uh-huh. uh, I bid it up to ninety grand. I about got caught with a sucker in my hands. Um, I'm, so, I'm really surprised they didn't sell it to you. One of the things that we've learned in the business on the auction, from the auction company side, speed is your friend. Oh, yeah. If you give people enough time to think about what they're doing, they won't do it. They won't act. Because when you think about this entire process, guys, I'm going to buy a car, spend 90 grand for it, never driven it, barely heard it run, heard it drive up this way. And, and that's $100,000 no matter how you look at it. And if you think about it enough, what am I doing? I'm going to stop. Yeah. So if you go fast enough, you can't don't let anybody think or get caught up in the moment. And now we're, many of us are naturally competitive, A-type personalities, male no. egos, alcohol, television, <laughs> and pick something. Um, it happens. 
I never will forget one time. We were selling. You were probably there. You remember when we sold that 50, the oldest Corvette, that 53 Corvette? Yeah, I do. Number three. Yeah, it went to Wrestler, didn't it? Did. That's exactly right. Yeah. Dave, Dave was very flamboyant, and he was up on the stage with his daughter, and he's wearing a white jacket. We knew he was going to buy it because he wore a jacket to match the car. Yeah. And uh, he's bidding on it, and he's out at $900,000. Mm-hmm. Spanky's trying to get a million dollars. And finally, Spanky stops his chant and looks down at him and says, Mr. Rusk, now nobody can, people can hear Spanky because he's got a microphone. Nobody can hear Dave because he's on the stage. Yeah. Says, Mr. Rusk, you have money problems. And Dave looked up at Spanky and says, Spanky, I've got a lot of problems. Money ain't one of them. Money's not one of them. <laughs> and held his hand up and bought it for a million bucks right there. Yep. Wow! You just you just gotta love that stuff. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I remember that well. The whole thing. I also remember the the guy on the gold olds F eighty eight. Oh, the Ferrari hat guy. Yeah, yeah. Daring the other bidder to bid against him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was. He, yeah. You know, he was sent up there to pay a million dollars for that car. It wasn't his car. He was bidding on it for someone else. Mm-hmm. And and he was told that million dollars was the number, and it sold for three three. Yeah, to him, to him, and he didn't have that job much longer. No, he didn't. Uh, he was he was bidding for the guy with the Colorado Museum, wasn't he? Well, he was. Yeah, and and the guys he was bidding, he bidding against a guy named uh, Alan Jones out of Tennessee and Ron Pratt. Yeah, those are two people you're not going to win if they no. want something. No, no, you don't. You don't bid against Ron when you see he's bidding. You ought to quit. And he yeah. really irritated them, and that just made it worse because they were just going to just take him to the moon, and they did. And three point three million dollars. Oh. That was a fantastic photo. And, and the mean, guy that we sold it for, I'm sorry, Gordon Apker, wonderful guy. He had hoped it would bring six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> he, he's up there by me up on the stage, and he is ecstatic. I mean, as, as he should be, he's got his wife with him, and here's this thing, and the hammer falls at three. Three million with plus the plus the fees, three point three million dollars. Yeah, and uh, he was so cute. He was so nervous oh. before across the block. <laughs> oh just, my goodness gracious, alive! Well, our Emma turned him down to take the car at six hundred grand, and we told him that we'd take it, but it had to be no reserve, and he was worried about that. Oh, but we we lost him a few years ago, but he he is he was he was a wonderful guy, and he he's never. He was very thankful, let me just say that. I can, oh, yeah. He'd come by my office just to say hi, and every time he'd bring that up and thank me. And I didn't have anything to do with it. It just worked out. Show you a little picture of the check. <laughs> <laughs> you see it? It's my baby. <laughs> well, he, was, he was a real legend in the industry. He was. He was he, he, they called him Mr. Pebble Beach. Yeah, he, and, was, he was a big Pebble Beach And guy. he was a mentor of mine and, and just a delight to be around there. When we lost him, we lost a, a, a whole lot of knowledge uh, for especially yeah. B-word vehicles. That and is then, one of the things we're seeing a lot of is we're, we're losing some, uh, some uh, real pillars in the collector car world. And when we lose them, we not only lose that, that fantastic person, but we're losing all of the knowledge that they yeah. have. And I, I'd love to find a way to be able to preserve everything they know before they're gone, because it's so very valuable and it, it can't be replaced. It can't no, be can't. replaced. And to your point, Brad, 
those guys you're talking about, and we both know a lot of them, are the sum total of their entire life's experience in the automotive world. And when you think about that, taking us back to, you know, I was born in 44, and the cars that came in the 50s and the 60s that we grew up with that we rusted over and couldn't afford to have. And, I mean, I worked in a gas station and loved the job because I got to open the hood on cars and look at engines. You know, I'd look at I'd look at a 58 Impala, and if it came in with the flags over the V, I knew it had a 348 in it, and I couldn't wait to look under the hood of that thing to check the oil mm-hmm. just to look at that beautiful engine. You know, see if it had three twos or just a four-barrel or something, mm-hmm. you know. Isn't he cute? He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but all, you're, to your point, though, it's it it, it is that some total of that life those life's experiences, and and when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, and there's nothing to do. Uh, and that's true, and it's sad, and I I hate it. I hate it when we lose anybody because oh, yeah. that's somebody else who's got all that accumulated knowledge and the skill and the background. And uh, we need to find a way to preserve that as much as we can before it's gone. There's got to be something we can do, but I don't know what it is. I'm well, inter- I'm actually doing it now by interviewing somebody. I, I was going to say, I'm interviewing every damn buddy I can. <laughs> it's called a podcast. <laughs> you're doing your part, man. We're, we're, and we appreciate it. We're the clown show. We are. But he's got some really good, important people. I wasn't implying us. So no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no not you. We're comedy related. Not yeah. you two. Just are, us. Yeah. Just <laughs> us. <laughs> that made me think of something. If we have, do we have a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, no. oh, sorry. Would you look at the time? We got to go. <laughs> I'm working with him. He called me, and I ended up having to deal with him. And I'm not a fan. I mean, I, I, I'm respectful. But anyway, he is going to sell that blue Ferrari that was sold in Scottsdale. And um, he's, uh, he, he wanted to come. And we, we encouraged him to come to the event because if he's there and he's up on the stage, mm-hmm. his presence and his Talking about the car will probably add some value. It's unmeasurable sure. what it's going to be, but we we did it, and uh, so he's back in the behind the stage in the green room. Time to bring him up, and they brought him up to me, and I'm standing up there on the stage, and I introduce him to the crowd, and the crowd's listening to me talk. We're on television, and it's just silent. I hand the microphone to Beaver, and he says nothing. He's just stuck. Oh, and no. I took the microphone back and started talking to him and asked him some questions. And, and I kept the microphone. He started answering. We started a dialogue back and forth. We got through with that and sold the car for more than he hoped for, which is always good. And we went backstage. And I said, Justin, you've entertained millions of people, hundreds of millions of people. What happened up there? He said, Gary, I've never stood in front of an audience that large and not have them screaming, yelling, waving their oh, no. <laughs> He said, I've got a warm-up crew out in front, and the band in front of me getting them all revved up, and I walk out there, and they can't hear me talking about anything. Oh. I never thought about that, because we were up there just silent. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary's in. Awesome. There was really There's no underwear being thrown. I was about to say, next time you have a famous person on there, you strip down, you rip those jockeys <laughs> off, and you fling them. You make them comfortable. <laughs> that is your job, oh. Mr. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna roll my depends at him. <laughs> I, I'm not sure tidy whities have the same effect. Well, it almost thing will work. Maybe talking, right? Might be screaming. 
poor guy. I can't even imagine. I mean, your entire career is nothing but a screaming batch of, you know, teenagers and, mm-hmm. and youngsters, well, and then all of a sudden you stand in there. Pays, <laughs> like, pay, well, pays well, and then I promise you, <laughs> one bit. No. He, 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 he put right on the next time he got on the stage, they were yelling and screaming, throwing underwear at him. So, <laughs> he's, he's so in I'm, I'm asking if I'm a little jealous. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. See, this oh, is right. why we keep having you back. I think you to me. Well, Muffy does. this is why we keep having you back now i'm going to tell my favorite embarrassing muffy story Uh if you've been if you've been to enough of these collector car auctions you know that the the vast majority of guys walking around are middle-aged guys who got a little bit extra around the middle gray hair and they're looking to buy the car they had on a on a poster on their wall when they were a kid and now they've got enough disposable income to do it. I'm at a lake auction in Dallas, and I'm shooting a Ford Fairlane, and I'm really focused on what I'm doing, pardon the pun. And I'm, I'm really paying attention, and I'm engrossed in what I'm doing. And just as I'm about to take the picture, somebody kisses me in my left ear. And the first thought through my head is, which one of you fat bastards just kissed me? And I went around, <laughs> and Muffy's standing behind me laughing her ass off. Looking at the look of confusion and just being generally disoriented, and I'm thinking, well, thank God it was a six foot tall statuesque blonde because anybody else wouldn't have done. <laughs> Dolph but, Lundgren, what? but I did have a couple of seconds of what the hell was that? He would have never told me if it was one of the guys. Oh man! No, I, I, but since it was well, you, he would spin around and probably get in some sort of trouble. You have to bail him I thought for absolute certain I was going to whip around and Billy Joe Jim Bob and a Massey Ferguson hat was going to be standing there with a beer in one hand and nachos in yeah, the other. Finger. And, 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 yeah. Sure do got a pretty smile. <laughs> Look at me! How y'all doing? <laughs> Yeah, fun yet? I yeah. love auctions. They're like, every single auction we go to is like old home week. You see everybody yeah. that we know and love. Yeah. And uh, I'm a hugger. Uh, and face a smoocher. You know, I just, I love my people. But you couldn't, you couldn't believe the confusion that was going on in my head right then because this is a sausage fest. Who just kissed me in my ear? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was really glad it was you. Oh, I called home. I called home. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Chances of that being the world were slim to none. Big one to your what wife, that? too, please. <laughs> I need a kiss and I, I need a hug and I need someplace quiet. <laughs> and I just need a minute. <laughs> I, I need to sit down and I need a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I love it. We've been speaking with Gary and Muffy Bennett for reasons that nobody needs to explain. You can find all, you can find all the social media links for the Bennetts, for the Freedom Auction, and for Bennett Automotive Specialists on DrivenRadioShow.com. Gary and Muffy, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it, and we will see you next weekend. We love you. Can't wait to see you. Love you all. Thank you guys. guys. Take care. Thanks so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Park Groves. Yo! Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. 